Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, ancient peoples hated traveling by sea. That's, I think, a, a fair generalization. They were, for very good reason, frightened of the depths especially given the rather primitive state of transport in those days. I mean, even the best boats were, by our standards, pretty primitive. Most even experienced sailors hugged the shore whenever they could. They wouldn't venture out into the deep water. Therefore, it's not too surprising that when biblical people wanted to conjure up their deepest anxieties, the most terrible spiritual and psychological states— they would speak of the roaring and untamed sea. It just frightened them. So, for example, in the book of Genesis, we hear of the, in that beautiful Hebrew phrase, the tohu vabohu, the primal, unformed chaos out of which God draws creation. Think of it as like the dark ocean depths. We hear, of course, in the book of Exodus, of that frightening Red Sea which blocks the Israelite escape from Egypt, the Red Sea through which they have to walk. And in all four of the Gospels, there's a version of the story at the heart of our Gospel for today, the storm at sea. Karl Barth, the great Protestant theologian, said, the stormy waters in all these biblical accounts stand for das Nichtige. That's his German phrase. It just means the nothing. The nothing. All those powers that are opposed to God's creative intentions, all those difficulties, both interior and exterior, both physical and psychological, that beset us, all the darkness that surrounds us in life, Das Nichtige, the nothing, the stormy waters, the tohu vabohu. Well, that's where the disciples are in this story. I've often told you that the disciples in the boat stand for the church, the bark of Peter making its way through life, the stormy waters, the waves crashing against the boat, the winds whipping around them. They're symbolic of everything that besets the church up and down the centuries. All the ways that das Nichtige, the nothing, opposes and threatens the church. You know what's interesting in this story, I think, is this storm must have been fierce. Because these were experienced fishermen. They were experienced sailors precisely on this Sea of Galilee. One presumes they knew it well. They knew its changes. They knew its dangers. If they were terrified, these experienced fishermen, 
This must have been a terrible storm. Therefore, it stands now as we read it for no minor problem. This storm at sea stands for a major, life-threatening, overwhelming struggle. And in the midst of that storm, they cry out, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Do you know the De Profundis prayer? De Profundis, of course, is Latin for from the depths. The De Profundis prayer comes from Psalm 130. I'll read the beginning of it. Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. O Lord, be attentive to the voice of my pleading. Psalm 130, De Profundis, is a prayer offered at the darkest times of life. When we find ourselves lost and in the shadow of death, when in our desperation we feel utterly incapable of helping or saving ourselves, out of the depths, O Lord, I cry to you. I'm reading a great book right now by Carol and Philip Zaleski. It's called Prayer, A History. It's a terrific book looking at the different types of prayer in the various religious traditions. And they spend a good deal of time talking about this De Profundis prayer. You know a good example of it? John Newton, the author of the great hymn Amazing Grace, offered a De Profundis prayer when he was on a ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It was a slave ship, and he was a captain of it bringing human beings from Africa to America to sell them into slavery. He was doing something terrible. But knowing that he was spiritually lost, and in the midst of that great Atlantic Ocean, he prayed the De Profundis prayer, and his life was changed. That's when he experienced amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me. The Zaleskis talk about Daniel Defoe's great novel, Robinson Crusoe. It's much more than just an adventure story. It is that. But ultimately, they argue it's a spiritual adventure story. It's an allegory of the Christian life. Robinson Crusoe, who's stranded on the desert island, thinks he's lost everything. He's able to salvage from the sinking ship a few basic things, and one of them is a Bible For the longest time during his trial, he ignores the Bible. But then, in the midst of his despair, this unreligious man, unaccustomed to prayer, prays a version of the De Profundis prayer. Out of the depths, O Lord, I cry to you. O Lord, be attentive to the voice of my pleading. And through that prayer, Robinson Crusoe's life changes. His attitude, perspective, fortunes change. One of the most powerful accounts in the Zaleski's book, under the heading of the De Profundis Prayer, is their story of Bill Wilson. Bill Wilson was, as you know, the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
Bill was, at the beginning of the 20th century, a bright and gifted man, but who found himself to be completely the prisoner of alcohol. He would lose job after job, try every kind of treatment, both physical and psychological, but then get back on his feet only to fall again. This terrible pattern of addiction that so many of you listening to me right now are familiar with, this terrible pattern repeated itself so often that Bill Wilson found himself in utter despair, contemplating suicide. It was then, when he was at rock bottom, that he encountered a friend who spoke in glowing terms of a religious way out of addiction, one mediated by prayer. And so, in the detox center, at the end of his rope, having tried everything, despairing of a solution, Bill Wilson decided, I'll pray this De Profundis prayer. Out of the depths, O Lord, I cry to you. O Lord, be attentive to the voice of my pleading. And in the wake of that prayer, Bill Wilson experienced a spiritual awakening, a spiritual revival. And from that moment on, he never drank again. And this experience of his, crying to God out of the depths, became the foundation of the 12-step program. Admitting your powerlessness before the addiction, but then turning your life over to a higher power. As you know, those who are caught in the grip of addiction can't make this move until they've hit rock bottom. Because until you've hit that place, you think you might be able to save yourself. But at the very rock bottom, then, you're able to pray quite literally from the depths. Friends, what we hear in this story of the calming of the storm at sea is basically the great New Testament version of the De Profundis prayer. O Lord, we're drowning. Don't you care? The disciples cry out. Lord, wake up. Don't you see the situation we're in? God, help us. Perhaps there are people right now listening to me who find themselves in the depths. I know, for example, there are people who listen to the word on fire from prison. Maybe you find yourself at rock bottom. A great book, by the way, by Oscar Wilde called De Profundis. It was written from prison. Oscar Wilde had fallen from the very pinnacle of British society, one of the most lionized and admired people of his age, and then found himself in prison, lost, hopeless. And he prayed this prayer. Perhaps there are people right now listening to this word, these words from a hospital bed where you're recovering painfully from surgery or perhaps where you've just heard some devastating news about your health. Maybe some people listening to me right now are caught in a terrible, unrelenting depression. Maybe you've tried all kinds of cures, physical and psychological. Nothing seems to work. Perhaps some people listening to me right now have just lost a loved one 
and you find yourself awash in a sea of grief. We're not talking here about minor problems, having the blues, having a difficult day. We're talking about people who are in the depths. Please identify yourselves right now with the disciples in the boat, with the waves crashing over the sides of the boat. They're afraid for their lives. And now, can I urge you, do what they did. Knowing their helplessness, they cry out, Oh Lord, save us. Lord, don't you know we're about to drown? Oh Lord, do something. Pray that De Profundis prayer, Psalm 130. What happened to the disciples? Jesus awakens. And he calms the storm. Oh, go way back to the book of Genesis. That tohu vabohu I talked about, that stormy, chaotic water. There hovers over it, Genesis says, the Spirit of God. Well, here we see it now, made flesh. Jesus is the very incarnate power of God who can hover sovereignly over even the greatest difficulties of life. Cry out to him. You know, he's in the same boat with us, but he's not a victim the way we are. In the boat, but the sovereign Lord of the waves. Therefore, call, cry, plead, ask, beg. Offer this prayer from the heart and from the depths and awaken Christ to calm the storm. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.